We learned in the previous parak that sisters-in-law, two women who married brothers, are not believed to testify about each other. For example, one may not testify that her sister-in-law's husband died because there's a presumed animosity between them. So even though in general we have the rabbinic dispensation that a woman can testify that uh, another woman's husband died, and we can rely on that to permit her to remarry. Can't accept the testimony of certain close relatives where there's a presumption of animosity. Likewise, let's say it's already clearly established by two kosher witnesses that a woman's husband died. But now the question is whether she has a mitzvah yibum, which depends on is there a surviving brother, assuming that she didn't have any children with her husband. So now the question is, is there a surviving brother? Allah is that if there was a brother and that brother's wife says, my husband has died, so that you know, that would mean there is no yavam, there's no mitzvah yibam. The first widow would then be permitted just to get remarried. We cannot rely on that testimony. For the same reason, since there's a resent there, maybe she's fabricating it to purposely bring about the ruin of her sister-in-law. And thus the Mishnah teaches the following halacha. Let's say we have shtei yavamos, two women who married brothers. So let's say one woman married Ruvain, another woman married Shimon. Azua meres meis bali, vizua meres meis bali. Each woman comes in the bezna and testifies. The husband died, there was no children. The Mishnah rules that although each woman is believed regarding her own husband, meaning as far as the question of is this woman still married, when we judge each woman individually, we say, we believe you that your husband has died. But practically, neither may actually go and get remarried. Because neither woman can rely on the testimony of the other as regards the Yibam issue. To establish that the woman's late husband's brother also died, meaning that she doesn't have a Yavam. And so again, we have this kind of split ruling where Regarding themselves, each woman's testimony is accepted, but their testimonies are not accepted regarding each other. So this uh, will be a real problem. Neither will be able to get remarried until we can ascertain or verify that, in fact, both men died. The mission then states, well, let's say, So one of the women has witnesses, not just their own testimony, they're two witnesses who have testified this man died. So let's say two witnesses who testified Ruvain died. But, for example, regarding the status of Shimon, all we have is Shimon's wife's testimony that he has died. The halach in this case is, The one who has witnesses may not remarry. For, you know, of course, it's established in our example that Reuven has died. We have two witnesses about that. But regarding the question of whether Reuven's widow's Yavim is alive, is Shimon alive, all we have is the sister-in-law's testimony that Shimon has died, which isn't accepted. So here, Reuven's widow still cannot get remarried, unless we can find out that for sure Shimon died, whereas Shimon's widow is permitted to get remarried. Again, we believe Shimon's widow, her testimony that Shimon died. Plus, we have two witnesses who testified that Reuven died. So in this case, Shimon's widow may simply get remarried. Now, returning to the previous scenario, where neither sister-in-law has two witnesses, who testify that their husband died. It's just each one's word, each one's own testimony. She says, let's say, one widow had children from her husband, the other didn't. 
Well, then, of course, if she is Muteres, the widow who has children may get remarried immediately. Because in such a case, the question of whether her brother in law is alive is irrelevant because there's no bits of Yibam if there are children. Whereas, the widow who has children may not get remarried. She faces the problem we had in the original case, which is the only evidence that we have thus far to permit her to remarry without Yimmer Chalitza is the testimony of her sister-in-law, which is not accepted, so she cannot get remarried. But we have to be concerned that perhaps she does have a Yavam, who she is bound to. The mission now discusses a situation in which there are two additional brothers. So besides Reuben and Shimon, you have Levi and Yehuda, let's say, and once again, you have Reuven's widow saying, my husband died, Shimon's widow saying, my husband Shimon died. In this case, a Yivam bond goes into effect between these widows and their brothers Levi and Yehuda. They need a Chalitzer Yivam from one of those brothers in order to be able to get remarried. The fact that sisters-in-law are not believed about each other is not an issue so far in the case because all we need to know is you know, each woman is saying, my husband died. Regarding herself, that's believed. Since there's at least one known Yavam, you have Levi and Yehuda, there's definitely a Yivam bond between the widow and either one of those brothers. One of them has to do Yivam Chalitza. Which says, if in such a case, this Yavmu, the widows of Reuven and Shimon, went and married through Yivam, Levi and Yehuda respectively, and then Umesa Yivam and Levi and Yehuda themselves died, and they had no children from them, they're now back to square one. Meaning they return to the original issue, which is, yes, we believe each widow, her original testimony that her husbands, Reuven and Shimon, respectively died. But the question, let's say, for Reuven's widow is, is Shimon still alive? Reuven's widow can't rely on Shimon's widow's testimony that Shimon died. And the same for Shimon's widow. We now have the problem, maybe there is still a Yibam bond, because maybe Reuven is alive. Once again, Shimon's widow can't rely on her sister, La Ruvain's widow's testimony that Ruvain died. Thus, Tanakam rules as seriously not saying. Neither may get remarried until it's verified that we have, let's say, two witnesses that can testify that the Yavim of each of these women, in fact, died. So says the first opinion, however, Rabbi Lazar Omer. Lazar says, no, at this point, it's not an issue. He says, since these two widows got up and actually performed Yibam with their Yivamin, I mean, it wasn't just your know, testimony. It wasn't just each one saying, well, yeah, my husband died, so it's not an issue for my sister-in-law to go and get remarried. But they themselves acted based on their testimony. They went and performed Yibam, which would be a severe prohibition, Isra Karis, Isra Misa, if their testimony was false. To this point, we no longer suspect the plot. We no longer suspect, oh, maybe the whole thing is a fabrication because she hates her sister-in-law so much she's making the whole thing up to ruin her sister-in-law. Because if it were false, they'd be ruining themselves too. We know that Tanakama's response, that Tanakama responds, that we even suspect that the animosity would go that far. In the manner of Thomas Nafshi and Palishtim, we do suspect that this this hatred could drive a person to even risk their own ruin if it takes the object of their hatred down with them. So Tanakhama says it doesn't matter that the widows actually acted upon their own testimonies, performed Yibam. We still can't accept either woman's testimony as regards her sister-in-law, so they're both now 
forbidden to remarry until we can confirm that the Yavma of each widow has died.